Bros, and welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, in Adventures in Hunting, we'll be talking about a few new pops. We got some Frozen 2 pops coming out, as well as a new Avengers pop. And then with Blu-rays, we'll be talking about the newest release this week that had some fans divided. But we'll talk Dude, about that. That movie had us divided. Yeah, it did. It really did. <laughs> um, and then after that, uh, we'll be moving on to what's in the box. Um, and then after that, we'll be doing our main event of the evening, which will be our All Bros breakdown of Sonic the Hedgehog. Hell yeah. So what do you say we get started, Caleb? I say let's do it. Hell yeah. I'm Brucker. I'm Levi. And together we co-host a movie podcast called Film on the Rocks. On our movie podcast, we like to have fun with movies, and we don't like to break down movies beat by beat, scene by scene. We like to talk about what was fun about them. So we talk about our favorite scenes, uh, sprinkle in some trivia, uh, we debate whether or not they deserve a sequel, and we also talk about um, some drinking rules that they can have, such as drink every time Vince Vaughn stuffs his face in Wedding Crashers. Or something we call the Yoda Clause, which is every time Frank Oz jumps on a screen, finish your drink. You can find us on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or really anywhere you can find podcasts, if this sounds interesting to you. Yes, and we also love listener interaction, and we also like to take movie requests, so you could reach out to us on Twitter at Film on the Rocks. Instagram, Film on the Rocks Podcast, or email us at fotrpodcast at gmail.com. Hope to hear from y'all. Give us a listen. All right, so first off with Adventures in Hunting for Frozen 2. Uh, so these were announced a little while back, but me and Caleb just like totally glanced over them or we just didn't see them. Um, so I'll bet you, yeah, these are already available, but who cares? <laughs> Because they're still really cool pops. Um, so first off, we got Elsa in her uh, kind of like final dress. It's when she's got her hair all down and she looks freaking awesome. And yeah, that dress is super weird because it doesn't like look like it has like a neckline. It's it just do- like... what? Okay, so in the movie, I think it looked freaking awesome. In Funko Pop form, it does kind of look weird. Yeah. I'll give you that. It's like... Yeah, in the the movie, yeah, it definitely looked really cool. But it's just like, I don't know, like you, there's no like area where it's like dress. It's just like, I don't even know how to describe it. It just kind of looks like the symbiote a little bit. Like she, it sticks, but it's not like on clothing. You know how like someone will, some people will like like push up their shoulders to cover up their neck. That's what it looks like she's doing. Yeah, straight up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, and then after her, we got a a new Anna pop, and this is where she's wearing her new uh, Queen of Arendelle outfit, right? Yeah, isn't that kind of like what Elsa was wearing at the end of the first one? Or the... Uh, the, Maybe the the beginning of the first one? A little bit. I think... And I've only seen Frozen 2 once, so I'm going to have to go back and watch it again. But you might be right. Yeah. Well, you'll be able to watch it in, a, what, a, like a week? <laughs> what do you mean? So, 
Haven't you heard? Uh, April 3rd, it's going to be released on Disney+. Plus. Frozen 2 is already on Disney+. Plus. Is it? Yeah. It's been on Disney Plus for like a little, I think almost two weeks now. Yeah, Disney released really? it really early. Yeah. Yeah, because of this whole oh. thing. Yeah, where the hell have you been? I don't know. Apparently under a rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't of... I don't use my Disney Plus all that often right now. Oh really? Oh yeah, that's like yeah. the that's like the number one thing that you see when you uh go on to Disney Plus now. Jeez. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I can't believe you didn't know that. Wow. Well, I guess you can go watch it now. <laughs> yeah. I mean Onward is also coming to Disney Plus soon, which is April I think it comes like April fourth or something like that. That one's April 3rd. April 3rd, okay. Yeah, but I thought they were releasing Frozen 2 on the same day as Onward, but no, I guess huh? not. Yeah. But cool. Yeah. All right, so after that, uh, going along with uh, the Avengers Assemble uh, line that is being exclusively, re- exclusively released to Amazon, they announced their newest addition to that, and that is Hawkeye, which, of course, I already pre-ordered this because I have to have this pop. It is beautiful. This is honestly the best Hawkeye pop that we have had so far. He looks fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good one. I can't wait. I feel like you could do a lot of cool shit with Hawkeyes. You can. And I wish that he was in the actual pose he was in the movie, but you know what? I'll take what I can get. Is he not? No, he's not. Uh-uh. In the movie? Well, okay, wait, actually. Okay, he kind of is because yeah, when there's Okay, assembly... cuz we've hey, we've said this before. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it's... oh, this isn't accurate, but it has been. <laughs> I know, but okay, there's two ways it can be accurate. Okay, yes, this is when they're all surrounded, but I'm thinking like when they do the shot by shot of each character. Okay, so the pose that he's in right now, what's is it not accurate? It is, but this is when they're all like looking up uh to the sky at the Chitari. Okay, they probably did that because it's easier than doing his hand behind his back. Well, no, I was just going to say have them like him pulling back an arrow with his bow pointed up. It's not that hard, well, is then it? Well, they well it kind of would be because you got to think. Remember the issues that they were having with the the Ronin figures. All right, fair. With the bow. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I hate you, dude. He's one that I'm shocked they haven't done a first appearance figure for yet. Right? Seriously though, like come on, I want that. Like so- they did one for Black Widow. Yeah. Where is the respect for Hawkeye? Apparently there is none. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> assholes. Um, but anyway, so Hawkeye is the third uh, released pop in this line. I just realized this is kind of cool that uh, both of ours were announced back-to-back, our favorites. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's so, going to be way cool. So yeah, I'm not going to... S- have all six of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to spoil who's next, but I'm sure the next one will be announced next month. Or do we want to Is it really it? spoiling if it's from the movie? No, it's not. Okay, yeah. The next one's going to be Thor. Ooh. 
Ooh. I know. Big, <laughs> big spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> and then after Thor, it will be Black Widow. And then last but not least, it will be Captain America. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Caleb, are you going to get him eventually? Because I know you have to have all six, right? With how cool of a moment that would be, and because I'm an out-of-box out of collector, knowing that these all piece together to make one freaking amazing scene, I can't not have them all. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, trust me, this is like the first pop that I know he's not staying in the box. Yeah, Hawkeye's coming out. <laughs> it, it would look stupid just displaying him in the box because it's way too bulky. Yeah, I mean, are what other ones are you getting? I know you like you talked about getting Black Widow, but I mean the two main are ones there that others? uh maybe if they go on sale, I don't know how long these guys are gonna stay in stock. So if I can like maybe like catch the other four on a sale, then I'll get them all. But my main two that I want are Hawkeye and Black Widow. Yeah, the two that I'm pushing for the hardest to get are going to be Hulk and Captain America. Oh, not uh, Iron Man? The, not Iron Man, just because I, I know that one's still available. Right, so I might be, I'm going to be on the same boat as you and just kind of hoping that that one goes on sale eventually. Okay. All right, fair. Um, but Hulk I need to have right now, and then Captain America I'm going to need like right at the end but considering that both Iron Man and Hulk are both available I mean I think that if we wait long enough all of them are going to go on sale eventually don't tell me that, that they're just going to no I think they're all going to go on sale eventually or I think they're all going to be go on sale until Captain America and then everyone and their mother is going to freaking go out and collect all right them all if if Hawkeye goes on sale again, you bet your ass I'll probably buy a second one. <laughs> <laughs> what, to keep in box? Yeah. Don't judge me. Come on. Dude, it's the coolest Hawkeye figure we've gotten so far. How about instead of wasting your money on a second one, you buy one of the other six? Yeah, okay, fair. And get them all and then keep it out of box. Ooh, I just discovered a a flaw again. I am so picky. Oh my hell. <laughs> oh. What's wrong with it now? His arm guard is off. It only has two straps when I believe it has it's supposed to have three. It's a tiny ass figure. <laughs> Jackass. Accuracy, bro. Accuracy. <laughs> they also have to paint this shit. Again, accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> you best believe when I when I take the figure out of the box, I'm gonna be critiquing the hell out of his quiver too. <laughs> oh, good hell! <laughs> uh, Funko just can't win with you. Maybe that's why they haven't released any Hawkeye figures. They're here, they're sick of hearing your shit. Probably <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Uh. Oh damn. All right, moving on from Funko Pops before I notice anything else wrong with this Hawkeye figure. <laughs> um, moving on to Blu-rays this coming week. Uh, we got uh, literally the only new release coming out is Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. 
Um, and so that's going to have a regular Blu-ray and 4K release, followed by a Best Buy exclusive Steelbook, as well as a Target exclusive Digibook. And the way things are right now, so Target is still open with the COVID-19 case going on because they're an essential business. But with Best Buy now, what you have to do is you, uh, no customers are allowed in the store, but you're allowed to do like store pickup so you can order it online and just go to your store. And basically, it's kind of like a drive up thing where you drive up, you tell them your name, you tell them the item, you show them your driver's license, and they give you your item. That that's that's so dumb. That's how Best Buy's doing things right now. So I have. Dude, to... I heard, I heard someone say that it's even more complicated than that. You have to message them when you get there, and then you have to like leave the back of your car open, and then they put your stuff in there, and then you have to like then they go in, and then you can get out of your car and really like, close your trunk or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I saw, hear it's this whole freaking ordeal. Guy I watched on YouTube, uh, Burns Reviews, all he did, because he picked up the 1917 Steelbook. So, and all he had to do was he pulled up, rolled down his rearview window, said his name, what he was picking up, showed his driver's license, and then they just gave it to him. Gosh, so maybe so it's on, weird. maybe it's just on, like, bigger items or more expensive items that they have to do that? Maybe. But. Yeah, I don't know what the person bought, but. That's re- that would be ridiculous. So I have but, to hope and pray that when I do the Rise of Skywalker steelbook that the employee knows what they're looking for and gets me a pristine steelbook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to suck. Dude, you're going to like you're going to grab it and like look and be like, "Hey, uh, could you actually bring out like the other copies so I could see the, <laughs> the cover?" And they're going to be like, "Get out of here." <laughs> uh, no. They honestly would probably tell me no just because of this whole thing. They're going to tell me no. Probably. You're going to get stuck with a dented steelbook. <laughs> Don't jinx me, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> uh. All right, so along with the uh, steelbook and the 4K, or not, I'm sorry. Along with the 4K steelbook and the 4K digibook, um, I guess uh, they are doing, and this is actually really, really cool. They are doing a Skywalker Saga 4K Blu-ray set. That, yeah. Where is it available? I think it's actually, uh, I don't think you want to know the price, though. Like a lot? How much to you is a lot for all nine, all nine Star Wars movies on 4K? Okay, so for all nine of them, I would say fifteen bucks a pop. So fifteen times nine is math. It is math. You're right. Um, all right, nine. Also, give also hundred and thirty something bucks. Okay. Also, give the fact that this is only at Best Buy. Actually, only too. at Best Buy. Yep. All right, so I'm I'm gonna say one forty to one fifty. Nope, higher. What one ninety? Up. What? No, it's already not worth it. Two hundred and forty nine ninety nine. 
Holy shit. (laughs) Holy ball sack. It's a cool, it's a cool uh, addition. That's all I got for it. But I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, so I am not spending $250. I'm good. $250 freaking dollars? Yep. Okay, I want to see how much that comes to, like, per movie. Because <laughs> uh, I mean, $250, that's outrageous. Well, you got you got to get the, each movie is going to be about thirty uh, alone. Each movie is about thirty five bucks on regular four K. So that's twenty seven dollars and seventy eight cents per movie. That's not too bad, actually, for four K. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, dude, actually, yeah, that's really good for Disney four K, especially. Jeez. 4K ain't cheap, buddy. Dude, that... (laughs) I I couldn't imagine anything being worth that. (laughs) What if it was the whole Infinity Saga? Okay, the whole Infinity Saga for 250 bucks? Count me in. Okay. But, because that's like, that's 20 freaking movies. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's or, true. What is it? Twenty two. I thought it was like twenty two. Yeah, so if it's twenty two movies, that's eleven dollars per movie. <laughs> oh, that is an absolute steal. Yeah, but just because I know that would never freaking happen. <laughs> like honestly, like even the two fifty would be a stretch because I know I'd be getting the Incredible Hulk and Thor: The Dark World. Fair. Uh, um, Hell, with a new baby, too. I don't think I could spend, like... I couldn't even spend $100 without having some reasonable justification for it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, she'd look at the bank account, see, hey, what did you spend $250 on? And be like, well, the entire Infinity (laughs) Infinity Saga. Like, she would divorce me on the spot and take 11 of my movies. (laughs) Out of spite. <laughs> she be like, Caleb, I got two words for you. Disney Plus. They're all on there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, actually, wait, no. Wait, can they put... Well, the there's Incred- some that aren't. Yeah, like, I don't think The Incredible Hulk is on there. Because that's owned by Universal. Mm, yeah. And then the two spider But I think they're working on that. Oh, they are? Okay. And I know Sony yeah. said that uh, the... Spider-Man MCU movies can never be on Disney+. Plus. That's bullshit. Yeah, but, but what can you do? I mean, I get it, but still, that's bullshit. It, yeah. yeah, so, alright, so, so so beside that huge uh, box set, all the other episodes will be coming to 4K, as well as Rogue One and uh, a solo story. Star Wars, a solo story. Right? Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Uh, solo story already came to uh, 4K, so actually that is not being re-released. My bad. So it's just the... It's the not other... a solo story. It's solo a Star Wars story. Sorry. Solo. You remember how you ripped me a new asshole for oh, that? Oh, yeah, we I did. did. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn, now you're getting me for it. Okay, sorry. So Solo, a Star Wars story, is the only Star Wars movie that is not getting a 4K release. 
The other eight episodes are... Well, actually, wait, no, I'm sorry. The Last Jedi isn't either. So episodes one through seven are along with Rogue One. So, so yeah, so that is it for Blu-rays. Moving on to... Oh, wait, shit, sorry, I forgot one more thing. Uh, Wal- I'm sorry. Walmart is actually getting an exclusive for The Rise of Skywalker. And it's going to... Be, it looks like it's just like a foldable... Pan- not a pamphlet, but like the cover folds out. It's kind of like what they did with The Force Awakens and uh, Rogue One. But instead of having just one flap open up, both flaps open up. It's kind of stupid, in my opinion. And it's literally the exact same artwork for uh, the Steelbook, but whatever. Um, nice. Anyway, sorry, uh, moving on to what's in the box. We reached history this week, folks. This is the first time in box office history where we hit zero. Nothing made money. <laughs> Thank you, COVID-19, for closing down the movie theaters. Yeah, freaking assholes. Uh, does not mean asshole? It's not really asshole. a whole. There yeah, we go. Freaking asshole. <laughs> Stupid virus. Having us oh. record separately and closing the theaters, freaking bullshit. Well, I'm not blaming the, I'm not blaming the virus for us recording separately. It's I don't want to get your, I don't want to get my niece sick. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pre. I'm like night. I don't have a fever, and I'm not show. I'm not coughing. I am not. I forget all the other signs of COVID nineteen, but I'm literally showing no signs. So. Thank goodness I do not have COVID-19. Yeah, well, Brielle's not going to trust you to come over here until this is passed, so... <laughs> well, yeah, oh, I had a feeling about that. <laughs> do I need to bring a doctor's note? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> to be allowed back F- on the premises. Fair, fair. I, I can understand. I respect that. <laughs> so, yeah... Nothing made money this week. That's all we got for what's in the box. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, um, what do you say we move on to our main event of the evening, Caleb? Let's do it. Time for the main event. It's main event time. Let's play game. All right, so before we jump to our main event of the evening, we got a couple answers from our bros. Uh, We asked a question of the week this week, and let me find that really quickly. It is somewhere. As you can see, I have it pulled up. (laughs) All right, fine. I was trying to be helpful, but take it away, Caleb. All right, so the question of the week that we posted was, what was your favorite and least favorite part of Sonic the Hedgehog? Uh, just a pretty basic question, because um, I couldn't come up with anything more creative than that. So, we did get a few responses. So, starting over on the Twitter, we got a response from some freaking French name. Fully add uh, doofus. 
You better hope it's doofus. I sure hope it's doofus. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it's not uh, doof- doofus? It's D-E-U-X-F-U-S. Wait, say that one more time. D-E-U-X-F-U-S. Duxus? I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm going with doofus. <laughs> okay. If we get um, hate comments, it's all on you. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Uh so yeah, starting off on Twitter with fully uh doofus at Mr. Space Heater. Uh he said uh so spoilers for anyone that doesn't listen to our reviews on the regular basis. <laughs> uh he said least favorite, he could run up walls but can't run up the building in San Francisco to get his rings. They got to use a door. And yes. <laughs> that was like my biggest issue too. <laughs> he yeah, that he's got a good point there. Can't argue that. Yeah, and then they said most favorite bouncing on the top of Robotnik's hovercraft to break was exactly how it should have been, and I'm glad it was incorporated correctly. That was awesome. Yeah, and then we got a uh, kind of a side response from Fares at Fares STH. Uh, he said if he didn't run up the building, I think, or if he don't run on the building, I think it's because his main goal is to make friends. He doesn't want to be a show-off. Yeah, I guess, but <laughs> it's Sonic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, like they, he justified it because I called him out and I was just like, uh... <laughs> but he says if he did that, he would just take the rings, create the portal, and go to the mushroom planet, and he wouldn't have to pass... The time with Tom. There you go. So can I mean, you imagine, his response makes sense. Can you imagine if when he if he went to the mushroom planet, you just see Mario show up, and he's just like, "I'm here to talk to you about I'm here to talk to you about the Smash Brothers initiative." <laughs> I feel like he stole that <laughs> joke from I, somewhere. I'm sure I did, but <laughs> it's still funny. Yeah. Uh, the next response we got was from Puggers at the underscore Puggers. Uh, Puggers with a Z. Uh, he said, Fancy. best Quicksilver slow motion scene. And I'm assuming that's the one with the rocket. Or rockets. That That was a cool scene. <laughs> yeah, and then he said, the worst was the floss dance. And it said it was weirdly out of place. Yeah, that was them too, trying to be too relevant with today's kids. Yep. That's going to age the movie a lot. <laughs> yeah, really, really badly. Yeah, and then the last response from Twitter we got is from Fabula at Fabula22248501. Uh, they said, favorite part, there are so many scenes I like, but that epic final battle is my most favorite one. I really love how great and stunning it is. Uh, then they said for their least favorite, what 
well, that part when Sonic, you know, that hotel scene. <laughs> but I don't think it's too bad. All right. Yeah, and we do know that hotel scene, and I mean, we agree with you. It's not too bad. It's it's not. But the whole scene where, like, the final battle, especially like in like the, the city, like, honest, Sonic looks so badass running. Yeah, he does. Absolutely. Um, and then moving over to our Instagram. Uh, we got a response from Ronan Geek News. They said, favorite part, Jim Carrey doing classic Jim Carrey. And I know you have thoughts on that. <laughs> I do, but we'll get to that later. Uh, and then they said, least favorite, Sonic needing to learn how to spin attack or whatever he was doing was a lame plot point that really took me out of the movie. Overall, I enjoyed it, though. I mean, he's got to he's got to learn how to do it somewhere, right? Yeah, I, like personally, I don't think it was him. Like the most of the plot was about him learning to spin attack. It was more about him just trying to get his rings. Yeah, that's true. And I think they just kind of maybe MacGuffined the him getting the rings by him not knowing where San Francisco is. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Bringing Sonic into the real world, there's it's kind of hard with what directions you can go with. So I think they did the best yeah. they could. I think they did too. Um, the spin attack ended up being super cool though. It did. I agree. Um, so yeah, that's all the responses we got, so thank you all for answering our question of the week. Yes, and thank we you very much. freaking enjoy the hell out of communicating with you guys. Alright, so, moving into the main event, um, Caleb, because you have it pulled up on your screen, do you want to run people through how uh, our reviews are broken down? Hell yeah. So... For those of you that are new to our breakdown system, we have split the movie into eight different categories that we grade individually to come to a final All Bros grade. So we have it split into category, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then give it an overall grade, uh, like our own personal scores for it. And then we come up to our final all bros grade and that's the movie that or that's the grading that we give the movie i need to write down something to freaking come up <laughs> with with a better freaking exp explanation than that hey i think it works well it works well enough <laughs> <laughs> all right so start sorry were you going to say something i didn't mean to interrupt you i was just going to say let's Start off with the story. Yes, let's start off with the story. So, once again, if you're new to our breakdowns, we spoil the whole movie for you. So, if you haven't seen Sonic, I'm about to read the whole plot here on Wikipedia. So, if you haven't seen it and you don't want it spoiled, get the hell out of here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, in five, four, three. 
two, one. Sonic dies. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sonic, an extraterrestrial blue hedgehog who can run at supersonic speeds, finds himself sought after by a tribe of echidnas. Yes, I knew they were echidnas. I f- they never said that. They didn't. But I but can they... see. I can see how the, how they would get that. Yeah, like they looked like knuckles. Come on. Uh, for, I they really did. wish. That, <laughs> I really wish there was a tease of knuckles in this movie. Maybe he um, was like the one that takes off his hood or something. It's like, hey, we're gonna be friends in a couple years. <laughs> uh, find so Sonic finds himself sought after by a tribe of echidnas for his power. His guardian, Longclaw the Owl, gives him a bag of rings that can create portals to other planets, using one to send him to Earth while she protects him from the echidnas. When uh, me and my coworker JC uh, saw this after, or maybe it was during the movie, like uh, I think one of us leaned over to the other and we're just like, did this just turn into the le- uh, Owl's The Legend of Gahul? Because that owl <laughs> just came out of nowhere. <laughs> Dude, so, like... The design, the character design for Longclaw was very Legends of the Guardians esque, right? Seriously though, although that yeah, movie but... is beautifully animated. Oh, absolutely. Um, my first thought with like the transporting rings was like Doctor Strange. Yeah, it, it, you did kind of get that vibe from that. Yeah, but. When all is said and done, I did appreciate the way that they incorporated the rings. I did too. I thought that was a very cool way to do it. And I don't remember exactly, but wasn't it with um, the Sonic games, like the original Sonic game, if you collected a certain amount of coins, once you got to the end of the level, you could jump through a ring? I didn't play a lot of the classic Sonic games as a kid, so I do not know. I'm pretty sure that was the case. If I'm not mistaken. Like, it's one of the big Sonic fans, please correct me. But I'm pretty sure you could jump through a ring and it would, like, transport you somewhere. Hmm. So I, I liked how they incorporated that or kept that little detail. Um... I also liked how they also used like the sound effects from the game. Yes, with the rings. I loved that. It worked so well. It did. Uh, but yeah, very with Longclaw, very <laughs> Legend of the Guardians. Uh, all right. So ten years later, Sonic enjoys a secret life near the town of Green Hills, Montana, but longs to make friends. He idolizes Freaking them. loved that. Yeah. <laughs> that they that called was... it Green Hills. Yes. <laughs> and just when he's like talking about like everything that he has in his like uh, underground cave, it's so funny. Especially like I seriously, when this comes out on Blu-ray, I want to, ca- this is going to take me forever or if someone else wants to do it. I want to see how many Flash comic books were in that stack. Right. <laughs> like, I really want to know how many he read. Oh, what was one of the things I was just going to say? Oh, if they do like another Sonic movie, like I hope they do. I hope I, they do another sequel. 
I think they will because it actually it's it's box office pr- box office is pretty impressive. Yeah, and I hope that when they do the sequel, that they incorporate the second level of Sonic. <laughs> okay, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, or at least like one of the like, the cool levels. Like, just one of their more... Like, I think the casino one would be really cool. Yes! Oh, hell yes. Yeah, or just something like that. Just be like, hey, we've moved on from Green Hills, and now we're on to whatever level two was named. I can't remember. Yeah, but anyway. Alright, so he idolizes the local sheriff, Tom Wachowski, and his veterinarian... veterinarian wife maddie unaware the pair are planning to relocate to san francisco soon as tom has been hired by the san francisco police department one night sonic becomes upset over his loneliness when playing baseball by himself this was freaking hilarious just watching him banter with himself (laughs) that this right honestly that might have been my favorite part in the whole movie the baseball scene? Yeah. I just loved it so much. Like, I could not stop laughing. That was a pretty good scene. Yeah. Um. All right. So A lot of I... his banter with himself was really solid. It really was. And I think it's a credit to how good of a voice actor Ben Schwartz is. Oh, absolutely. All right. Um... So one night, Sonic becomes upset over his loneliness when playing baseball by himself and runs at supersonic speed as a result, inadvertently triggering an electromagnetic pulse that knocks out power across the Pacific Northwest. Roboticist and scientific genius Dr. Robotnik is enlisted by the United States Department of Defense to uncover the source of the outage. Robotnik discovers and tracks Sonic, who hides in the Wachowski's shed. Tom discovers Sonic and accidentally shoots him with a tranquilizer, causing him to s- to send his bag of rings through a portal to San Francisco. Did that seem like a plot device a little bit that that just like happened so fast? I don't know. Like I think it it worked enough. Yeah. Cuz Ro- it he was getting ready to leave. So I do imagine him with, like, this worked really well, in my opinion, for, I mean, yes, it was a plot device, but it, I I felt it worked really well. The way that, with the attachment that Tom, or that Sonic had to Tom, that he would kind of go and say his goodbye and try to run away from, try to find a, somewhere to do the rings because he couldn't do it in his little uh, cave I guess because the robots were after him true and they were they were doing like the tracking so that that's kind of what how Robotnik ended up tracking Sonic to Tom's place um because Sonic was using his shed as a secure place to go to the mushroom place to open that portal. And with the 
so it made sense that that's where Sonic would go. It made sense that he was hesitant on opening a portal to the Mushroom World. Like, it was really... I felt that was, like, really believable. And then when Tom came in and shot him, I thought it was more... Like, the part that was, like, a little difficult to believe because they explained the rings later. It's, like, you need to think about where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, it, it felt more like he was saying... Or the rings, like, the way the rings worked is you have to say where you're going. So it made sense that while Sonic was passing out, he was saying, oh, San Francisco, because he saw it on Tom's shirt, and then the portal opening and whatnot, and the bag falling in. All right, that's, yeah, that's a good point. So that all made sense, but it kind of does get ruined by the fact that you have to think about what you're, or where they're going. Yeah. Like, I... personally think that it would have been cooler if he only had like a few rings or maybe like the bag spilled out and a majority of the rings fell into the mushroom world and so maybe he was i don't know something had him needing to gather what rings he had and maybe it was robotnik that found the rings and was using the rings as power and Blah, 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 blah. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, that's the only improvement that I would have made, but with what they did, I feel it made sense. But they didn't follow the rules of their own story later on, where it's like, you need to think about where. And Yeah. yeah. Alright, so Tom reluctantly agrees to help Sonic before Robotnik arrives at the Wachowski's house and the two flee. As the pair evade Robotnik, who labels Tom a domestic terrorist, they slowly bond, with Tom learning about Sonic's desire for a real friend. Robotnik comes across one of Sonic's quills, discovering the power in it has the potential to fuel his robots, and becomes obsessed with capturing Sonic. As he tracks them down, Tom 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 discusses his plans (laughs) to leave Green Hills, which Sonic disapproves of. Shortly after defeating a robot sent by Robotnik, an explosion injures Sonic. Arriving at San Francisco, Tom brings him to Maddie, who revives him. While Tom explains about their situation to Maddie, Sonic receives a new pair of sneakers from Maddie's niece. That that was a sweet moment. Love that. Yeah. And seeing Sonic in the red sneakers just felt right. It did, yeah. It felt... I mean, it didn't feel... We it felt a little weird seeing him in just busted up white sneakers. Honestly, I don't even like remember him not wearing like wearing jacked up sneakers. Really? Like I I know he did. Like I know he did wear like jacked up sneakers, but I don't remember looking at his feet until he got the red. That's fair. I think yeah. I don't think I did either. Yeah, they did a really good job at not like pushing in your face hey he wears shitty sneakers (laughs) yeah which thank thank goodness all right so the group soon head to the roof of the transamerica pyramid where sonic's bag of rings landed and recover them 
Robotnik arrives in a hovercraft and attacks them, forcing Sonic to use a ring to send Tom and Maddie back to Green Hills. Sonic flees from Robotnik, who uses the power of Sonic's quill to match his speed. The two engage in a chase across the world, ultimately returning to Green Hills. Robotnik incapacitates... Right? I think I said that word right? Oh my hell. <laughs> Is it encapulates? No, I'm not spelling it. I think it's encapitates. Okay. Sure, we'll just go with that. Sonic. But Tom intervenes, allowing Sonic to regain his strength and reclaim his lost energy. Oh. oh. Incapacitates. Oh, incapacitates. <laughs> Thank you. I took English, I swear, and I passed. <laughs> Would you believe it's his first language, people? <laughs> Shut up, asshole. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, Tom and Maddie decide to wait. Wait, Sonic to uh, wait and reclaim his lost energy. Overcoming Robotnik, Sonic defeats him by sending him to another planet. Following the incident, Tom and Maddie decide to stay in Green Hills and let Sonic live with them. The U.S. government erases all evidence of the events, including records of Robotnik's existence. Meanwhile, Robotnik, still in possession of Sonic's quill and having lost his sanity, begins plotting his revenge. On Earth, Tails, a twin-tailed fox from Sonic's world, emerges from a ring portal in search of Sonic. But no, no tease of Knuckles. No, just Tails. Okay, asshole, we got the tease of Knuckles. We just just didn't get to see Knuckles himself. Uh, still butthurt. <laughs> uh, so what did you think of the story overall? Uh, for a live-action Sonic movie, and it not, like, not actually taking place in Sonic's world, I mean, it's... I think they did the best that they could with a story for this. Like, it's definitely not, like... You know how like how they did with like Alvin and the Chipmunks or the Smurfs or stuff like that? Like honestly, I think Sonic's worked better than those. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, with Smurfs and like those other ones, it's that transition's really difficult if you don't do it right. The only one I think that actually kind of did do it right, and that's just because they didn't try to change the source material even though this movie sucks, is Yogi Bear. Fair. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we can both agree that that movie sucks ass. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. It's it's awful. But when we're talking source material to on-screen adaptation, it was pretty solid. Yeah. That transition. That, it, yeah, it really was. But in ways of story, this did it way better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, With the story, like, I have a hard time giving this very low because I feel they did a lot of stuff right. They did. I, like, I want to say I'm, like, in the 80s. What do you think? I'm in the higher 80s. Okay. Um, There's definitely just some... Like you, we said, there's some plot conveniences. 
um, and all this other stuff. But overall, everything worked super well. Like, the way that they were able to put the rings or incorporate the rings worked out amazingly. The way that they were able to incorporate the way that Sonic would defeat Robotnik's drones, that worked really well, too. It, it did. Um, Robotnik himself, or at least the drones that Robotnik has, they worked really well, I felt. I liked how they looked like eggs. <laughs> yeah, like those definitely... he did. Those definitely fell straight out of the video games. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm trying to remember all of his little drones. Because the one... So he had like that big one, right? That he knocked over. And then yes. out came like this little like tumbler looking thing. Mm-hmm. That one kind of reminds me of... I think it's the crab that you fight in the game. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and, it like, does. I was trying to comp- I was trying to compare it to like the the drones that you fight in the game. Once it got to the one where it's just the single drone on the the one wheel, I'm pr- I don't know. Like that's the one with the the drill for the nose. Yeah, and then I think the little tiny dinky one at the end that cut off the roof of the truck. <laughs> I think that those can like swarm you in the game. If I'm like, I haven't played the Sonic game forever, so I might be remembering this wrong, but that's what I'm remembering. I I think you're right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like the smaller the drones got, I think I was able to like picture, Oh, that's based off of this uh, type of enemy or this type of enemy or, and so on. So I really enjoyed that. The only thing that I, yeah, like the plot conveniences with the 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 coins or the rings, kind of going away. That was like that coins. brought this the score Mario? down. Yeah, that brought the the score down a little bit. Everything else worked out really well, though. I think the whole movie, like itself, like I. I I don't know how I feel about him not knowing his way around. <laughs> um like just around the world just because I I feel like Sonic should have a better sense of direction. I mean, he's still Like fun. I think the whole road trip aspect it, it should have been like, "Hey, follow this map." Like, "Hey, I'll give you Google Maps and we'll figure it out." <laughs> Or just something like that. But I think him just being like, yeah, San Francisco is that way. And he's just like, oh, okay. And then he just takes off and then comes back and he's all wet. <laughs> like, I thought that was just kind of like, okay, come on. All right. So, yeah, I can give you that. But other than that, like, those are some minor gripes. But I, I'm still in the high 80s for the story overall. Like, where are you at? I'm probably at like an 87. 87? Yeah. That's actually about where I was at too. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. There we go. All right. Next up, we got writing. 
it was pretty solid, especially for Sonic. Sonic for writing was really solid. Yeah, I think it's kind of tough to write for Sonic because his games, as f- I mean, the games that I've played, it, there's no real story to them. No, uh uh-uh. So you kind of have to start from scratch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, when it comes to a story. Like, the I playing the original Sonic game, you kind of get, like, a the basic story where it's like, oh, Robotnik is in like capturing these woodland creatures and you have to free them and then you have to defeat Robotnik. There's not much to go off of with that. Truly. Like I can see that working with the show or with like a show, then it's just like, oh, like kind of a creature of the week, but more with like Robotnik's uh, creation of the week and then you're just defeating that so i think it like it works really it that freedom of story works really well for a show it would be really difficult to do that for a movie and i think the writers did really well with that they did and honestly i feel um with every sonic game that i've played the story is definitely never the biggest part of any of the games i think the only story that i think i kind of actually liked was in sonic colors did you ever play sonic colors i did not so from what i'm remembering it's eggman opens up a like a theme park and it's uh he's able to like keep it running with uh, like these wisps that like um have like a whole bunch of electricity with them and so it's up to sonic and tails to rescue all of them. Okay. So, so that, I don't know, that kind of, it was a decent plot, but then you get um, Sonic games that are like Sonic Unleashed, where he becomes a hedgehog, or a werehog, or something <laughs> like that, at night. <laughs> that was so dumb. <laughs> oh. I remember that game, but I, I never played it, but I remember that game. Consider yourself lucky, dude. Like, the first level, where you're just running as Sonic, that level is fun as hell. I love that level, but when it gets to the where you have to be a werehog and fight off all these stupid-ass characters and shit, it, it's not even a Sonic game anymore. Yeah, I feel you there. Um, I'm trying to think of any... Like, did any of the writing feel choppy to you? Because there were some parts for me, like... The uh the hotel scene. That did feel a little was a bit choppy. choppy. Yeah. Yeah, it was more like the sentimental stuff that was a bit like odd. Yeah, because it kind of like came out of nowhere, considering how long yeah. they know long they had known each other so far. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense coming from Sonic, but it would have been funny to see Tom kind of be like, "What the shit." Yeah, <laughs> that would have been funny, and James Marsden yeah, actually like really. could pull it off quite well. He could. He's a really good actor when it comes to stuff like that. He is. So I think the writing kind of dips a little bit for me. I think it's still in the eighties for me, but just lower. Yeah, like I'm at like an eighty-three for writing. Eighty-three. Yeah, I might be a bit lower around like just eighty-one. 
so we can meet in the middle of 82. Okay, yeah, that sounds good to me. All right, acting. Okay, so, so who I do we say we just do. This? I say we do Ben Schwartz, the voice of Sonic, okay. and James Marsden. Oh, and Jim Carrey. I was like, "What? You're leaving out Robotnik?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I those... forgot about Robotnik. I'm I'm not gonna say anything yet, but <laughs> uh, well, all right. So I say we work our way up. So let's start off with. <laughs> Jim Carrey. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Um, so a lot of people are going to hate me for this, but I did not love Jim Carrey in this movie. F- to me, and I haven't played a lot of Sonic games, but he kind of just felt like a little too much out there for being Dr. Robotnik. I don't remember him being this crazy. <laughs> now, Towards the end, uh, where like he actually is in like the full on Eggman, Doctor Eggman, uh, classic outfit. He has the like uh, mustache and goggles. That was freaking awesome. Like I got a smile on my face just watching that scene. But like I feel this movie was kind of just it was Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey as Doctor Eggman, which it worked in some parts for the mo- but for the most part for me i didn't love it like a lot of other people did right so i mean you might be able to talk me up let's find so out so that i think i think that's where we're split because you didn't like just how out there he was robotnik is out there <laughs> i i know he is but it just felt like he was a little too much out there for some reason I don't know. Maybe I really need to watch. I need to play some more Sonic games, or like, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, dude, how much more out there can you get than building freaking robotic suits for in, to enslave woodland creatures? I mean, okay, maybe. Okay, so no, that that's definitely Doctor Eggman. Maybe it's just like the parts where like, uh, like when Jim Carrey like goes to lick the uh, Sonic's quill. Or, like, you know, he gets shocked. Or, like, the where he, uh, like, the part where, um, when he introduces himself to, like, that army soldier and he's like, no, I'm in charge. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. That doesn't feel like Dr. Eggman to me. That just feels like Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey. Okay, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that scene. Okay. The one where he licks the quill, on the other hand, I, I feel like that's a Robotnik thing. And the okay, I'll give you this one too. The other like Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey thing was the dancing. Yeah, that was just okay. That would that came out of nowhere. And I love Jim Carrey. He's one of, he's one of my favorite comedic actors. Dumb and Dumber is my favorite comedy of all time. But I don't, I don't know. Like like I said, you might be like uh what score you come up with, I might actually agree with it cuz you're kind of talking me a little bit up here. Because you're you're right. This is kind of how Doctor Eggman is in the Sonic games. I mean, more or less. Like you don't yeah. really get to see his personality in the one that I play. But it's just the concept of him. Yeah, like a guy that makes round robots, <laughs> or just like, just like the idea of Robotnik is just out there. And I feel like they did a really good job casting him, or Jim Carrey. 
just because you, I mean, not very many other people could go as far out there as he could. He just needed to be fatter. <laughs> just oddly shaped. <laughs> yeah. He's got to be egg shaped. Come on. Maybe pull out the uh, the Grinch outfit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Have you seen that interview with him to where, like, uh, if, like, to him or, like, a kid? And the uh his the parents will be like, Oh my gosh, look at Jim Carrey, he played the the Grinch and he'll actually like make the Grinch face and they're just like, Holy shit, I thought it was the makeup. You can actually make that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have seen that video. It's that was awesome. that's so funny. Yeah. So Alright, so what are you sitting at? Okay, for me, there were some scenes that were just like I can agree that that we're just a little too far out there. Okay. But overall, I really enjoyed his performance. I'm in the mid 80s, so I'm 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 sitting at like an 85. You know, for how much I love Jim Carrey, I can actually give you that. Yeah. Yeah, I can give you 85. <laughs> All right. 85. All right, next up we got James Marsden. As Tom. For literally being his character like how he was in Hop, he was good. (laughs) Uh, Wasn't he basically uh, the same character? Pretty much. Honestly, (laughs) as much as I hate to say it, I might give him lower than Jim. Uh, Yeah, I'm not going to argue there. Like, just some of the line delivery was just weird, where he's, like, at, especially at the end, he's just like, he's my friend. Yeah, that just felt weird. His name was Sonic, yeah, it's just, and he was my friend. Like, yeah, I was just like, uh, is he, though? I mean, I'm giving him points for, the like, the comedic bits. Yeah, those were pretty funny. Like, when he's saying... Or when they're in the elevator with Sonic in the duffel bag. <laughs> that was fantastic. Oh, it's not my child. No, what she, she's just like, I freaking love the lady's reaction to it, where she's just like, is your child in that bag? And he's just like, oh, this isn't my child. I mean, he's like, yeah, but it, it's not my child. <laughs> then the guy with the glasses is just like, so, but there is a child in there. No. And then Sonic's just like, it smells like, what, cheese in here? I think so, something or like that. Or dirty laundry, or just something. Uh, like, yeah. It was freaking great. It was. Um, But yeah, like, it was more the, like we said earlier, it was more of the emotional moments or moments that were supposed to be emotional that didn't work really well with him. I mean, and, you know, with Sonic, you really never get those kind of emotional scenes, so it was kind of a little, not not weird, but... It was just more weird when you thought about, hey, you just barely met this creature. Yeah, and now you're calling him your, not best your friend, friend, but, yeah. Yeah, and it was just kind of like, ooh. Um... Yeah, that that just it felt odd. 
Like, would you at s- moments? Would you, would you give him like a like an eighty? I might be lower than that. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. Like I might like not much lower, but okay. I'm like maybe seventy eight. <laughs> can you give me seventy nine? I can give you seventy nine. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it was just, oh, <laughs> like, honestly, I feel like you could have removed James Marsden from this and still had a decent movie. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, I wouldn't have mind if, uh, instead of it being, uh, James Marsden and Sonic on the run, if it was Tails and Sonic. That would have been cool. That would have been fantastic. That would have been really cool. And then, like, I feel the emotional moments would have hit a little bit better. Oh, yeah, because Tails is Sonic's best friend. Yeah. And, well, in this, apparently, they don't know each other. Okay, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's the vibe I got from them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, But, no, it was... I feel like they could have done, like, a lot of those scenes the same, where... I mean, obviously, you would you couldn't do like the elevator st- scene as well, but I feel like you could have done like maybe they stood on each other's shoulders or something like that. There you go. <laughs> like just done it like something like that. Um, try to figure out the map to uh, San Francisco on their own with Robotnik chasing behind them. I feel like you could have had a lot of the same moments. Like, even the car, you could have just been like, oh, they hijacked a car. True. Like, I mean, I, Tails, I, Tails better be driving, though. I don't trust Sonic driving. <laughs> yeah, like, just little things like that. I feel like you could have just done some cropping. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, so 79 we'll give James Marsden. Perfect. Uh next we got Ben Schwartz who voiced Sonic. And he was fantastic. I he loved him. He was freaking amazing. He's an amazing voice actor. He really is. I'm so glad he was picked to play Sonic. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> it's He's up there for me. He's in the 90s for sure for me. Oh, definitely. Um, Probably not in like the high 90s. He's oh, definitely no. in the lower. But, I mean, I'd be happy giving him just like a solid 90. What about 91? I can do 91. Perfect. Um... But, yeah, like, what did you... Same thing with James Marsden. It was just the emotional beats that were a little off. And it wasn't, like, all of them. It was just the ones near the end. Or where he was kind of, like, stood up and he's just, like, figured out his place in the world. Yeah. He's like, this is my power and I'm going to use it to help my friends. Yeah, that's when it was like, okay, like, let's... Reel it back in. <laughs> yep. Let's not make this a cheesy kids movie, please. Yeah, but the emotional beats before that, I think he hit them pretty well. Agreed. Um, like the way he was able to pull off like sadness, his his just 
level of enthusiasm when he was like supposed to be like all hyped up all hit like spot on i'm trying to think of any issues i had other than like those emotional beats but i can't really think of any no i can't i can't think of any either i loved when he was on screen as sonic yeah I I really appreciate with this movie that they didn't make us wait for Sonic. Yes, I do too. Yeah, I thought it was going to be kind of like what they did with Hop and not show the Easter Bunny forever. Or just like just different movies like that. Like they didn't make us wait. Like they gave us the opening sequence where he gets shot to Earth and then immediately they open up with James Marsden in the freaking uh car. Can we talk about like... though real Don't Sorry, what? No, I was just gonna say, can we really quickly talk about how cute baby Sonic is? Holy shit. So, so adorable. <laughs> baby Yoda's got some uh competition, at least for me. Hell yeah. Just the way that his like his feet are so tiny. They are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that and the kid that voiced that. him did a really good job too. He did a really solid job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they uh Yeah, I felt they did a really decent job with that. And yeah, like I, like we got Sonic damn near immediately. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, it was just James Marsden in the, the cop car, and then it was like his radar was going off. And then you see Sonic in the background checking his speed. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, yes! Yeah, I beat my last score. That. that was hilarious. Was like, that... Yeah, like, that just, that throws in just the comedy that this movie was going to have, like, yeah. off the bat, and I loved it. I Yeah, I did too. Especially with such, like, a... I'll say like a tougher opening emotionally. Like oh, I, yeah. I felt like they were going to go a little too serious with it, but I'm really glad they didn't. Yeah, me too. All right. So if we average that out, we get 85 for the acting grade. Not bad. All right. Next up, we got character development, which I'm feeling Sonic. Oh. Yeah, that's really it. I mean, you kind of had... It wasn't really, like, development with Tom. It was just more realization. Yeah, and kind of like a change of heart. Yeah, where he was wanting to be this big-time cop when he's well-loved and has a really good thing going on at Green Hills. Yeah. And, like, just working through like hey i don't need to be important but i think that's all kind of a side story when it comes to sonic and i mean don't get me wrong that was a great story like a great little little arc but with sonic it was more of him kind of struggling with his powers and what he could do with them. And. Oh shit. Kind of lost my train of thought. 
Was it kind of like an identity crisis? Yeah, more more or less. Like him being told, "Hey, I have to hide this power, and to hide this power, I have to be alone." And then slowly realizing, "Hey, I can make friends, like real friendships, and still use my powers. I just need to protect it from these people." And oh, I have this help as well, and I don't need to do things by myself and. Blah 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 blah. Um, I mean, it wasn't like the greatest thing on planet Earth. It was pretty average. I mean, I feel they gave the kind of the best character growth you could give to Sonic with him just being on Earth. So, and I feel the best that they did the best that they could. Yeah, like he was still snarky, still. Like, it was just more controlling his power, because you could tell when he was getting emotional um, or using very strong emotions that that's when his full power was coming Yeah, to light, and it was more like the lightning, so it's kind of like the a Thor situation. Which was awesome. I would have loved yeah, to see him, really see him go supersonic in this movie. That'd have been really cool. I hope they introduce the Chaos Emeralds. I hope so, too. There's a lot I hope they do in the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, so, where are you at? Uh, I'm probably at like a 75. For... 75? Yeah. That's actually about where I'm sitting too. Oh. Yeah, so 75 it is. We're connected. We are connected. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got effects. Sonic and... looked okay. There were some parts that uh, I don't know about you, but I don't know if it's just because the redesign and everything. But there were some parts that, like the coloring, even of Sonic, looked a little off. I didn't really catch the coloring. As much as the motion. Okay. And it wasn't even like the motion looking fake. It was just more, with the redesign of Sonic, he's a lot more animated, like more jumpy and just filled with energy. And there were some scenes where he he didn't do any of that. And I'm wondering if it's because that those were the scenes that they had completed with the original design and they had to just replace the character model. And so they had those moments where he wasn't as energetic and lively because they're just like, all right, just do a one for one swap on the character model. I really want to see how much of the movie they had already done with the old version of Sonic. Yeah, can they make really that a special cool feature? feature? Yeah, yeah right? right. Be perfect. It won't happen, but we can dream. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really cool. Just to see their their process too. Yeah, that'd be really interesting. Um, so those were the issues that I had, where it just felt like a one for one swap on these different scenes. I mean, the only scene that I can I 
I really saw just like the kind of coloring of Sonic being a little off is the scene where they're on top of the roof in San Francisco. And when Sonic says like, oh, you know, I got a plan. His blue looked a lot more lighter than it was in every other scene. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of remembering that now. Mm. Speaking of that scene... The way that he freaking just pushed Tom and his wife off that building, and even Robotnik's like, well, wasn't expecting that. I love the whole line that he says, well, I wasn't expecting that, but I was expecting not expecting something, so. (laughs) I'm still right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was great. Um. Yeah, other than that, so the lighting effect. Other than that, I think the effects were damn near flawless. Yeah, they were. Overall, Sonic looked really good for being full CGI. Yeah, he blended and into I the real world pretty decently. He did. He definitely did. And I, I'm trying to think, like, just because, like, I know with like with lighting and stuff, like, I know that they were going for a r- more realistic feel with their their original design. But I'm glad that they, when they changed it, that they kind of went just full force with making him look animated. I I am too. Where they just went with a more classic just design. Because even though, like, if you think about it, like how absurd that the character design looks, like, or it would look in real life for the movie and the way that the the rules that they put in place it works super well. Mhm. Absolutely. And it didn't feel out of place at all. Nope. Uh-uh. Not at all. Cuz I feel like that's like some of the issues that you have where you're either going for too realistic and then there's like movement or something that looks fake. And I think they were did a really decent job at making his motion feel real enough. But even when he was able to do things that physically are impossible, it felt grounded in the world that they set up. So I'm in the mid to high 90s for the effects because that's just how great I think they pulled off. Yeah, I, I'm with you there, honestly. Like, Yeah, like where are you at? I'm probably thinking like like 93. 93? Yeah. Can you give me 94? I sure can. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up we got music. I'm honest, I was kind of shocked that uh you know the song that they were hyping up for this song, Speed Me Up. That it wasn't uh, featured until the credits. They didn't include it at all in the actual movie. Yeah. And I'm glad they didn't do... I mean, unless I missed it. Did they do... They didn't do Gangster's Paradise, did they? No, uh-uh. Freaking good. <laughs> I was at least hoping for some tease of supersonic racing. Like, come on. It, w- it would have <laughs> fit into, like, literally every part... Every scene that Sonic is running, it would have fit perfectly. Eh, you're not wrong. But beggars can't um, be choosers. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm I'm going through the soundtrack in my mind, and it was pretty solid. Nothing it was. was out of place. It wasn't it wasn't like, groundbreaking. Yeah, <laughs> but it was it was pretty decent. Um, I really liked how they incorporated some of the game music into the. Yes, that was freaking awesome. Like they did just enough to make it feel like. Like you're in the video game. Yeah. And it was really good. <laughs> Shit, I, I might have talked myself up. I'm like, maybe. I might get a seven. I could be talked up to an eight. <laughs> I would, I'd give it a seven. Seven? Yeah. Okay. If you're not going to talk me up, then... <laughs> Sorry, bro. I I can't really talk you up. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got costumes, which there wasn't anything special costume-wise, but I think we can talk about just maybe the character design. Well, I mean, you could uh, honestly kind of with costumes, uh, Dr. Eggman's costume. Oh, true, true, true. Okay. So we'll do, like... Part character design, part costumes. Okay. Um, so getting into character design first, I really liked what they did with Sonic. Oh, yeah, and he looks fantastic. Yeah. The only character that didn't feel like they fit into his world was Longclaw. Yeah, <laughs> Longclaw felt like she should be in a different movie. Yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, the echidnas were pretty badass. Yes. Like, uh, what we saw of them. Tails looked freaking amazing. Yeah, Tails looked great. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they adjusted his face a little bit. Like, I think they did something to his face. They might... I'll give uh, the one thing that I did notice is so with Sonic shoes they are a little different than what he wears in the uh, like everything else. I'm pretty sure tails are like exactly spot on. Tail yeah, shoes that's look. The, that's what I remember too. Yeah. So kudos to them. The only, that was awesome. Well, the only difference with Sonic's shoes is he he was gifted them by a little girl. Yeah, and those true. shoes were specifically designed. I think they were designed by Nike for this movie. Of course they were. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the character design, I I'm putting the character design about a nine. I can give you that. But then it kind of gets docked some points for, for... costumes. With Robotnik. Just because it's it's not his classic costume until like the very end. Yeah. So I think that maybe the one that he's in the majority of the movie, maybe I think that docks it like at least a point. Yeah. I'll give you that. I mean, at least it's still like red and black, but still, I can definitely give you that. It does dock at a point. Yeah. So I'm sitting at an eight. I can give you an eight. Yeah, I think everything was just done good enough. Yeah. 
like I, I feel like if they would have gone straight for the original suit or the costume like that or the straight look that they went for at the end of the movie, yeah, it would have been a bit much. I I definitely agree. Uh, people would be like, okay, yeah, you are definitely crazy. We ain't trusting shit of what you say. Yeah, but so, I loved. I'm just gonna say I loved when uh, Jim Carrey was like playing with his mustache at the end and just like oh, oh just classic Eggman. I loved it. Yeah, that I don't know. Like, I do you feel like if they would have done that look from the beginning that you could have accepted his over the top performance a little bit better? Yes. Yeah, I Def- agree. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Uh, yeah, me too. Because <laughs> <laughs> who anyone that has a bushy mustache like that, bald head, goggles—I don't—I don't know. Dresses like that, they got to be out of their mind. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> at least a, at least a little bit. All right, moving on to our own personal grade. So, what are you at? Ah, this is hard. Um, overall, I think for adapting Sonic the Hedgehog from a video game to a live action movie, I think they did as best the job as as best of a job as they could, which is actually a very high mark. I feel because I think they did a pretty damn good job. Um, Ben Schwartz was amazing as Sonic. Uh, for the most part, I really liked Jim Carrey as Doctor Robotnik, and James Marsden was really good. Um. Uh, personal, I'm going to give it, like, actually a solid 80. Solid 80? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me, I'm on the same boat as you. I really enjoyed what they did. I wasn't expecting to enjoy this movie as much as I did. I wasn't either. Like, I was kind of expecting... Like the Smurfs. Smurfs, honestly. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's kind of what I was expecting. I was expecting it to be just kind of like, oh, this is fun, but it's kind of cheesy. This wasn't cheesy at all. Yeah, it really wasn't. Like, it was a movie that I could take serious. I mean, it was a comedic movie, obviously, but yeah, yeah, but as. Like, it wasn't something that I was just kind of like, oh, like, laughing off. It was one that I'm like, this was great when I left the theater. Yeah, I can't wait to buy this and watch it again. Yeah, so me, I'm I'm a few points higher than you. Okay. I'm I'm at a, an 85. All right. That's Uh, fair. So if I average that out, that comes to an 82.5. It's not bad. Yeah. Which comes to our final score of... I can't really do it right now. That's the best I got. A B. That's... Yeah. I would would definitely agree with that. Yeah. So it's sitting at an 84.9%. What's the cutoff for a B? So the cutoff for a 
So B starts at 83. Okay. And he sets an 84? So yeah. And so, okay. yeah, 84.9. So, I mean, you could round it up to 85. So, it's just below, a, like, a B plus at 86. And so yeah, it's probably point. So, it's closer yeah. to a B plus than it is to a B minus? It's, 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 or is in it in between? Okay. All right. Yeah. It's like right in between. Yeah. So this is actually a point lower than onward. I don't like to fight the Albro scores, but I'm sorry. I disagree with that, but I'm sorry. I think onward uh, was a better film. <laughs> Did you? Well, it's like the same grade. Oh, it is. Yeah, so it's so it's well, honestly, a point I would rate no. I so, would on so this is so Sonic is eighty four point nine. Yeah, onward is eighty five. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, and so then, onward is still a point higher. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay, we're good. All's right in the yeah. world. It's pretty much in line with Age of Ultron. All right. I can accept that. Um, it's a little bit lower than Toy Story 4. So I'm these okay are all that. movies that are a B okay. in our ranking system. Um, it's a little bit below Lego Movie 2. I can accept that. Um, let's see. It's above Murder on the Orient Express. I gotta watch that movie again. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's above Magnificent Seven. I gotta watch that movie again too. Yeah, that one I'm okay with. <laughs> oh, you didn't really like the Magnificent Seven that much? I, I did. I liked it in line with with this movie. Alright. Um, and it's a little bit below Sorcerer's Stone. I I can accept that. I mean, it's yeah. Harry Potter. So, so every movie I just listed is in the B. It's a it's a B movie. So, um. So like that's the grade for every movie that I listed. It's just a matter of one point higher or one point lower. Or whatever. It's it's still in the B range. I'm not like listing off like. A minus movies. <laughs> These are all <laughs> the movies that we have graded that are in the B range. And that's more for our audience than for you. <laughs> Just so they aren't being like, okay, well, what's the. <laughs> yeah. What's the ranking? These are all B movies. It's just. Because I've made it very clear. System? I've made it very clear. I don't agree with our grade for Toy Story 4, but. Just saying. Yeah, well, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that concludes well this episode and this breakdown. Yeah. Uh, so if you liked what you just listened to, uh, you can follow us anywhere you can listen to podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Radio.com, Spotify, and more 
Uh, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube as well as some bonus videos that we make. I've been trying um, to do Blu-ray hunts, but I really can't right now with the COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really comes to bite us in the ass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're also on social media. You can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the all bros twitter and instagram just search at the all bros um if you have an episode idea uh want to answer our question of the week uh if you would like to join us we were supposed to have a guest on today unfortunately that didn't end up working out um but yeah we'll take anyone on with us uh you can also email us we're at the all bros channel at gmail.com or go to our website, which is tinyurl.com forward slash the Albros. Just barely updated that this week or this last week. And it looks um, killer. Yeah. So I just updated it a little bit, just made it a little easier, took out some of the stuff that we don't need anymore. Um, just to make it easier for you guys to navigate and yep. see what we do. Uh, you can also go check out our merch store, which is T Public, or which is on T Public at tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the All Bros channel. There should be a link in the description of wherever you're listening to this to. Um, also, if you guys haven't seen it yet, so this episode releases on Monday. The let me pull up my calendar. So Monday the thirtieth, and by then we should have already done our um trivia show with the Inner Circle Podcast Network. Uh, we did a show with them called the Winter Circle, where we, I mean, we haven't done it yet, but so time travel shit. It's going on. <laughs> and yeah, so you guys go check that out on Spotify. There should be like a live stream of it on our YouTube channel as well. So go check that out. Should be a good time because we're dumb as shit. <laughs> yeah, we really are. <laughs> I'm not even going to argue that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how well we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, with that, um, next week, I think we are still going to be doing, or Rose is going to be pitching us his idea for a Monsters Incorporated sequel. Hell so yeah. So a Dreamcast of that. So look forward to that next week. And until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next time. Deuces. So long. I can't believe I can still do that with the nasal shit going on. <laughs> I think it's easier with the nasal shit. <laughs> I think you're right. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>